All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. This is Marlo, along with your co-host, Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? Da, 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 da. Doing good. Bringing doing the intro good. music. That's right. Bringing it back with uh, a remix of sorts. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, it's nice to be here on an afternoon instead of evening as all the sports that we follow have essentially wrapped up. Right, we had we fell on ourselves into a little championship weekend yep. of sorts with Stanley Cup wrapping up, NBA Finals wrapping up. There was a triple crown. Looks like the French Open as well. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of champions out there this weekend. Yeah, that there were. Um, starting off, I guess, with the uh, chronologically with the NHL Finals and the Capitals winning in five. They won uh, in Vegas. Which uh, I think we talked about is a pretty, uh, pretty nice place to win a championship. Yeah, I think we'll uh, get into that a little bit uh, with our our fan reaction that we have coming up. Uh, but winning the the Caps went four in a row against Vegas uh, to to steal the cup or to finish off the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, but with that, they got to win in Vegas, which is you know, well, from what I've seen on <laughs> on the internet, seems pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, they were parading through some of the the casinos and stuff the night of. But I, I'm starting to think that Ovechkin might have shown us a new way to celebrate, shown everyone how to celebrate winning a championship. Yeah, it's well, it's been a long time for Ovechkin to get there, and he's that's been his knock pretty much most of his career, or the second half of his career here is that he's just he's been the great player to never win, and now that he's yep. won, he's showing everyone how to win with the utmost class. <laughs> well, if you want to call know. it that, yeah, that's uh, not maybe not the way I would describe it. He's been all over the place, drinking out of the cup, swimming in fountains, uh, throwing out the first pitch and the second pitch, I guess, of the Nationals game. Uh, just standing in the stands, holding up the cup. Uh, he's been all over the place and not really sober the entire time. It looks like no, not at all. And I don't know if you saw the one this morning uh, from when he looks like he actually slept with the cup. And the look on his face looked like he slept with the cup. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't hasn't let it out of his sight. That's so great. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to give it to anybody else. Anybody else? He's just going to go around partying for till the season starts again. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. But it's been fun to see him. Uh, see him celebrate. To see kind of him get over that, and just it's been a crazy. You know, as I sit here and follow it on the internet, on, on Twitter, whatever, it's just been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The cup traveling around, it's always fun. Uh, DC was a little, cr- DC's going crazy, uh, as they should be for a Stanley Cup win. Uh, they're first in 44 years, I believe. Yeah, something crazy. Um, so as, as, as expected, it, it should be a wild summer with other, I'm sure as soon as other teammates get their hands on it, it will be more, more stories to come. So since we are a podcast by fans, for the fans, we have a fellow fan's uh, reaction right after the game on Thursday, a long-suffering Capitals fan. We have uh, Jordan's reaction to the game. Minutes after the Caps had clinched the Stanley Cup, we have Jordan's reaction here. All right, we have fellow fan, friend of the show, Jordan here, who happens to be a Caps fan. Game ended about 
five minutes ago. And the Caps win the Stanley Cup. Jordan, how do we feel? I'm feeling uh, like joy and shock, and it's awesome. Like, I watched this team, the Capitals, collapse like... Like, that was what they were supposed to do. And I thought a couple of times this year that going down 2-0 to Columbus in the first round, like, here we go again. But clearly, like, something changed. And Marlo, you know, Casey, we we chatted through each round against the Penguins, against the Lightning, against Vegas. Like, something changed. And they really look... Uh, it looked like the best team on the ice every time they were out there. Even when they lost, it was not like convincing. So uh, it was easy to believe that they beat Tampa and, oh, in Game Seven. They and like I has had that faith. And wow, they looked great in this series. Um, uh, it's awesome. It yeah. is a, it's awesome. Can you guys? Can you guys? Sounds the like rights? the dogs excited too. <laughs> the dogs hot and bothers excited. My son was saying, "Go Capitals!" Can you, Kai? Can you say Capitals win? No, he's giving me a no now. Um, <laughs> but that was awesome to hear him say that earlier. Um, forty-four years is it? Forty-four years with no championships, uh, getting swept in their only other time in the play in the Cup Finals. Um, so your whole lifetime, is it? yes, your whole lifetime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that, that not a, not a hockey city until like like when I lived there, it was the the Capitals and it was this team, the core of Backstrom and Ovechkin um, and John Carlson's been there for a long time. Uh, like these guys like were great and they'd have great regular season teams. They were the best show in town. Like when the Redskins were down and the Wizards were down and the Nationals were new to town and they were terrible. Uh, the Capitals were great and it's a great atmosphere to see a game there. Uh, and the team was good. They just like it used to be the rep that they would collapse in the playoffs and it would be a heartbreaking, but wow. Like it's a whole new world. I'm so, uh, uh, I'm so happy about this. I gotta, uh, I gotta spend some money on some uh, some commemorative gear here in a minute. So you, you guys want some, right? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast wants to, uh, the, to jump on the bandwagon. The podcast accepts free everything, more Got or it. less. So there yeah, you go. True. Uh, so you talked about how this season, or maybe not the season, but the playoffs were different. Uh, I think not having the expectation of being the best team was part of it. But I think another big part was Ovechkin and seeing his his demeanor seem different in the past. He was the machine. He was the unemotional guy. You know, he just scored goals. This year, he it seemed like he took a leadership role. Uh, it seemed like he showed a lot more emotion. What and that kind of leads to the with those that stated leads to the question. What did you see different from Ovechkin, and how do you think this? Secondarily, how do you think this impacts his quote unquote legacy? So the the performance as far as on the ice was more of the same. He has been Mister Consistent for delivering goals and assists, even in years when the teams collapsed. Uh, mm-hmm. What's what's different this year? I think Casey hit it 
uh, right on the nail on the head right there. Like the emotion, the the obvious display on the bench, on the ice, being the like the champion, the cheerleader that way. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. So that that was awesome to see, and the team really rallied around him um, and supported the captain Ovechkin in a way that. In years past, I mean, five thirty-eight had an article this week that uh, that talked about like in the years past that the supporting players haven't delivered as Ovechkin has. So mm-hmm. maybe it is that emotional leadership that really uh, took it over the top this year. And I mean, this completely changes his legacy. Having having won a championship that has been the refrain that he is a great goal scorer, uh, but he can't be Crosby and he can't beat. Uh, he'll never be Joe Sackick. He'll never be um, a champion. Um, and like, despite all the individual accomplishments, he could never lead a team. And like this, I mean, this totally changes like uh, the the legacy. Um, so I'm really happy for him. He, uh, as much as he like has like, especially early in his career, he would willingly do promos where he talks about doing shots of vodka and like was like a young uh like fun guy he you don't hear a lot about like ovechkin goes out and is a bad citizen i think he's a pretty decent citizen in dc mm-hmm. so good to see a high character person succeed at the highest level get the con Smythe, uh and be an, an nhl champion that's just awesome I've also seen a lot of shots of you know him and he's been obviously compared to Sidney Crosby throughout his career. They were you know number one picks a year apart. And I've seen a lot of photos of him back then with a really bad haircut. Has he improved his haircut game at all? I've haircut. He's he's a silver fox now. I mean, like he's <laughs> he is not dyeing his hair. He has let it get to like. Uh, I give zero Fs, uh, like almost old man in hockey status. I think it's working. Uh, I'd say. <laughs> Just keep riding the haircut. Go ahead and shave because that's you can do that now that you've won the title um, after the parade. Do it after the parade. But then, yeah, maybe keep that that hairstyle it, it, as long as it's working. That's one of those great things. You know, we think of Ovechkin as kind of the senior citizen in, in, in hockey. He's 32 years old. It's like LeBron James. It's You know, he's 33 years old, and he, we, we talk and act like, you know, they're, they're dinosaurs out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he, compared to like the new guys getting drafted this year who are like 20, I guess he is, but uh, still like playing at a high level. I guess he's teaching a lot of the young players on that team, um, like Jacob Rana, who scored in that, in that game, um, like this is how to do it. So maybe the Capitals are set up to be good for a while. Um, that's a, that's a exciting to think about, like, uh, I guess the scary thing is to think that the coach is a free agent. I hope they they bring him back. He's done he's done great things since since coming to the Capitals. Let's get Barry Barry uh, Trotz. Okay, before you get into next season and in the future, let's live in the moment here. You just future, won a championship. Future, future. What yes. is what yes. is up for Jordan in the victory tour? Ooh, so the victory tour uh, means that uh, while my my wife is attending her undergrad college reunion with uh my less than my, my nine-month-old daughter uh my son and i will will have to look into flights to dc that'll be a, a imp- impromptu expense that uh, we'll tell her about later uh but if that's too expensive the immediate celebration will be uh 
after talking with you guys, talking to some fellow long-suffering fans who um, have watched the team with me and have commiserated in years past when things didn't go the way we hoped they would, um, I think it's going to be days of me having conversations like that uh, with family and friends who have known that I follow the Capitals and uh, probably means putting a sign up at work and being that obnoxious guy at work that does, that talks about this for a while. Uh, you can make a little tinfoil cup, put it on your desk and just drink <laughs> your, your lunch out of it. That's a solid move. Yeah, I think I have to do that. Um, can I can I ask you guys for advice? Friends who have in the past been outspoken Pittsburgh fans and given me a very hard time about this. On the one hand, it's turn the other cheek and treat others the way they oh, you let want them to have be treated. It. Let them have yes, it. Yes, because they have treated me the way they want to be treated, right? Which is to let them know, hey, guess who's on top this year? Yeah, exactly. You have it all year. You have it until until they win again. And just yes. want that. <laughs> Always talk okay. about 2018. That's happening then. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Even, Thank you. even if they win again, you have 2018. True. I have, yes. You went through them too. Yep. So that makes exactly. it that makes it even better. Oh, so satisfying. So satisfying. And they, they were largely, you know, they weren't injured. They didn't have excuses. We beat them. That was that was I might have just been satisfied uh, if just beating Pittsburgh, but I'm so happy that they did not just stop there and, and kept winning. Um, Casey, I thought everyone was satisfied just being Pittsburgh, but they but they came through and won the Stanley Cup. Uh, so you're going to do any cup chasing this summer? I'll follow. I'll see if, I mean, I'm not that far from Canada, so maybe if, <laughs> if, the, if the cup comes to Vancouver, I'll, uh, I'll head up there. Um, Casey and Marlo, if you guys come to town, I, I I heard you talk about Tom Collins Wilson. I'll get you a Tom Collins Wilson, which is a Tom Collins with a punch in the face uh, for the for the Tom for the Tom Wilson style. Um, but yeah, like this is uh, I, I don't know if you guys have Marlo, you in particular yep. have followed the Cup. Yep. What advice do you have for me? How do I how do I follow the Cup and kind of figure out where it's going? All right, you ready? Yeah, you got to follow everybody on Twitter. Everybody, the whole team, the whole team. And then hopefully usually someone in that city or yes, usually someone sets up an account like the cup account. If I don't know, I guess I just followed when the when the Blackhawks won. So I don't know if it's a Blackhawks thing or if it's like just some guy who knows where the cup is at all times. Yeah. And yeah, and you'll find it. it. It if you follow those, you'll know where it's going and where it's at at all times. Okay. Just yeah. a simple. I'm, it's super. It, it's it's absolutely simple. And then you got to be ready to, to like do. I mean, I know you're not in that city, but you know, if it comes close, just be ready to drop a dime and and go for it. Okay. I. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's getting excited about it. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's not like Casey. I think. Like if you could imagine the Milwaukee Bucks winning, uh, like but oh, but have like after years of the Bucks, like let's say, uh, let's say the Bucks lose to the the LeBron for like the next ten years or eight years, and then they finally get over them. That's what this feels like. Uh, so like being so 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 close, and then never getting there, getting there finally, like that. I I, I kind of want that for you because it's a wonderful feeling, but those eight years are kind of brutal. So, yeah. the, the, with Giannis uh, and the Bucks, maybe they'll get there. Hopefully, they keep the team intact. But for right now, man, 
love your capitals, uh, uh, inclusion in the podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, Marlo, like, are looking back? Do you, did you make the right pick, uh, with Vegas? Like, I guess hey. it would have been an awesome parade in Vegas. I had to give you that. <laughs> it would have been a great parade. It would have been a great movie. Uh, they just didn't, they didn't show up. They just didn't show up to play. They had this game. They got, you know, shit pumped last game, but you know, it's year one. It's just year one. So we'll be back. Yeah, I, I, the, the Vegas could be back for sure. Um, and they put on, they do put on the best pregame show in hockey, Hands like down. without a doubt. Hands down. All right, Pat, uh, Pat Sajak kind of stinks. Uh, Pat Sajak excluded, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat Sajak. If you heard that, you did a great job. Yeah. Big, uh, big friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, you spent some time in Philly. I did. Caps just won. Uh-huh. Are you going to eat horse poop? No. Uh, no. I would not be doing that. Is that, oh, is that, is that, is that the, the bar for being a true fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to see if you, if you were how I wanted to test your excitement level. I don't remember, Marlo. Uh, did, we, did you do that when the Blackhawks won? <laughs> no, it wasn't a thing yet. I probably oh, wouldn't do it. Fair. Just fair. Fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. Congratulations to Jordan again. I uh, hope he enjoys the Stanley, his Stanley Cup win. Um, but as we move on to the other final that went down this weekend, the NBA Finals was a sweep by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it, and really after after Game One, it wasn't even really that close. I think every game was pretty well decided in favor of the Warriors. So as we kind of went into it thinking that this could happen, um, we were just really hoping for a longer, more back and forth entertaining series. And uh, we did not get that. No, yeah, we didn't. It was really going back to game one. Obviously this happened really fast, but you would think that with Cleveland over shooting of won that first game, there'd be some other competitive games. There were some competitive games in the four-game series. It just turned out the the Gold State won them. The title that they're given is a dominant team. They continue that narrative. Yeah, and uh, Durant won the MVP over, uh, I guess, Steph Curry. And I guess LeBron James also could have, you could make the argument that, I guess, he might have deserved it even though his team lost. But <clears throat> Durant won it over Steph. And I guess, I think we talked about this a little bit with... Uh, in our fan reactions, but uh, just because I think of the more consistent performance, whereas Steph kind of had the highs and lows, he had higher highs and lower lows throughout the, the the quick series, but Durant was more efficient and more consistent winning the MVP for the second time. Yeah, I think, I mean, a case could have been made for Steph. That game three performance probably kept him out of yeah. that MV, of winning that MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if he, if Steph would have won it, would any of would anyone have been upset about that? I mean, I wouldn't have personally. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, it was really a pick. I mean, and then uh, Curry had that statement game, game two. Durant had the uh, statement shot, game three, and he was yep. pretty consistent throughout. Um, so no, really, no qualms there. C- Could have been Curry or or Durant, but they gave it to Durant, which at the time I was kind of surprised about. But after looking yeah. at it, it makes sense. Uh, but you do bring up a good point that I, I guess we I haven't really thought about is 
the giving uh, finals MVP to a losing player, which hasn't yeah. happened a long time. Yeah. And you could make the case for LeBron because he had an amazing finals. Um, yep. But I don't think that's ever going to happen again just because of the kind of world we live in now. Yeah, I think it would. I could, I could have seen it if this series had gone differently and gone six or seven with the Warriors winning. True. Um, and LeBron having, let's say, two more of his game one type games. Uh, but then that said, if it does go six or seven, and either Durant or Curry has a significant play or a significant game in those other games, it would just kind of put more credence towards theirs. So. I think this day and age, you know, with the social medias and all that, it, it's going to be really hard for a losing player player to win. And I, I, the only way I could see it is in a situation like this where Durant is, or excuse me, uh, LeBron is so significantly the best player on his team uh, and kind of wills the team to six or seven. But uh, obviously, you wouldn't see that happening when in a series in which there's a sweep. Yeah, that's correct. The sweep does does play a significant role in that. I guess if it was six or seven, probably have a different conversation. So you mentioned earlier that uh, Golden State's the dominant team. They turned it on when they needed to. Uh, do you see an end in sight for this, or is it just going to be Golden State for how you know a couple more years? Yeah, this is my favorite part because this is when everyone talks about how it's just going to be going for you know. 10 years or so of yeah. Golden State championships. And you know what? On paper, it looks that way, but everything comes to the end at some yeah. point. Um, and most of the time, we don't see it coming. You know, I think, I think back to the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, yeah. where I remember they, after they won their third, and everyone's like, I think Charles Barkley said, like, you just get used to it because that's not going to mm-hmm. change for a while. And then all of a sudden, the Pistons come in and win it. Like, where the hell they come from? Right. Um, so, yeah, I think on paper, like, this is a great team. You got Kevin. He doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. Of course, Curry. Um, they seem to know where to find players in the draft later in rounds as well yeah. uh, to go around the superstars. So, you know, it looks like it's a really well-tuned organization right now, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. But that's part. I can think that's part of the drama. And it's one of those things, if they do win, everyone's like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. But if it don't, they're just going <laughs> to gang on top of gang, uh, Golden yeah. State. Yeah, I think it's possible that the end is, is closer than it appears I, i've been i remember reading pieces during the houston series where they were kind of like "Ooh, is this when houston was up Ooh, is this the end of golden state as we know it yeah uh, i guess so may then you know chris paul got hurt maybe they wouldn't anyway but we were close to having those conversations this year and then they go and sweep the finals and look dominant all over again uh i guess mike it seems, as you mentioned, that Durant Curry going to be there for a couple more years, uh, and I think you can only really look at it in like a two or three year window uh, at this point, unless you know contracts get re-upped and things like that. But there's talk about Clay, uh, you know, wanting to get paid, which you know he has every right to want to do. So he might uh, go out and test the market. And I guess beyond that, my concern is kind of for their role players because you know some of the players that they really rely on. Uh, Iguodala, Livingston, they're getting a little older. And, uh, you know, can they replace them or their effectiveness with new players? You know, we saw Nick Young come in, uh, JaVale McGee and things like that. Not just not quite on the level of, you know, uh, Iggy and Livingston. So that's my only other 
concern, but it, oof, I think it's, they're still going to be good if they're not in the finals, yeah. you know, pretty close to that. So um, we'll see, though. I think they'll be good for a while, but I don't know if they'll be this down or that. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're always, they're already the odds on favorite in Vegas to win next year, of course. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Getting back into what they just accomplished or didn't accomplish, we do have fan reaction for both a Golden State fan and Joey and the loser, Cleveland, with Scott. All right, we got Joe here, fan (laughs) of the show, fellow fan who happens to be a Warriors fan, just won an NBA championship about three minutes ago. The game ended. Joe, tell us how you feel. I feel good. You know what? This was expected. This was expected. I like this. This is following the plan. Looks good. Looks good on the Warriors. Three and four years. I'm for that. Yeah, you've been a long-suffering fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to watch the Giants win all these World Series and then have to wait for the Warriors. <laughs> so, no, it feels good. It feels real good. <laughs> How, how did you how did you take how did you take in the game tonight was it just chill or were you a little worried that maybe lebron would go off if lebron was going to do it he should have done it in game 3 i think this was the game that like he kind of was like okay if if he's down 3-0 he's going to give up and not give up but but this was the one where he wasn't going to do it so game 3 was the one for him to do it down 3-0 just let it happen, move on to L.A. next year, and just call it, you know, wrap up your Cleveland career as a legend, move on. Uh, so you were just chilling, just drinking hams? I'm going to be honest with you, I drank more than one ham, probably less than <laughs> six, but more than one. And uh, I, I wouldn't say I was worried. That's the sad part. I wasn't worried. All right, there you go. This has yeah. been brought to you by Ham's Drink of Champions. <laughs> yeah, from the land of sky blue waters. Come on, guys. But... You know, I think we already got the response that will give fans of other teams the most grief as far as to be expected and, oh, just another <laughs> one. How would you, I guess now this is this is three and four years, how would you compare this one? God, this is such a frustrating question to ask how do you compare this one to the uh, the other two it always feels good to win i would say that this one feels sweet because the entire season was everybody saying the warriors don't want to turn it on the warriors don't want to uh they don't want to play they're you know they keep saying they're ready to flip the switch and then and they don't and they had a you know a Everybody expected them to go, you know, have some crazy record and whatever else. So to see them just really dominate in the finals, it was kind of like good, you know, good to know that they just had it sitting there the whole time. And, and to feel that it feels uh, it feels pretty good as a fan to watch that happen and watch them also as a team celebrate that they enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I think that everybody just assumed they were just kind of you know, a little bit complacent with uh, with their success. And so to see them enjoy it as much as they have lets, lets us know as fans that they're still super competitive. And that's nice. Yeah, I mean, all the crap aside, like the last four years have been great. But I mean, it's not like the war. You, you're a true fan. You've been Warriors fan since 
birth, pretty much, right? TMC, man. TMC. Yeah. So, like, you, you, you've suffered through some bad years. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't think you take it for granted. That and just me knowing you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like, sports is, it's awesome when your team is good. And these days, especially, it is so easy for your team to go from great to terrible. So you got to enjoy it when they're this good. So as a Warriors fan, man, the last four years, I mean, it's been incredible to watch them be this good. And, and it's such a, it's such a solid fan base too. So you definitely don't take it for granted. And, and I think now we're all just keeping our fingers crossed that like, God, just Bob Myers figure out a way to keep this together as long as you can. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It makes me feel a little old to like watch um, Steve Kerr. You know, I watched him as a kid going through the Bulls dynasty, and now he's coaching a dynasty. Yeah, Steve Kerr, listen, I mean, back problems aside, Steve Kerr is the luckiest dude. (laughs) I mean, he got himself into the perfect position to win a bunch of titles as a player, and then he just kind of inserted himself as as a great play-by-play guy, and then he's like, you know what, maybe I'll just go coach, and he ends up coaching one of the most successful teams of all time. And everything around the Bay Area, man, every story that comes out is that this guy is just an all-around good dude. And when you've got that, I mean, how can you hate on a guy like that who just super appreciates his blessings and, and appreciates every experience he has? Like, you can't help but root for a guy like that. So it's been really cool to have him as a coach. On the other side, you got Mark Jackson who got fired just before all this happened and now has to call all of the games of them winning <laughs> three championships in four years so listen can we talk about that a little bit let's talk about that mark jackson i'd rather watch i'd rather i'd rather listen to a game on mute like i'd rather watch a game that has no microphones on it than to listen to mark jackson because he's so bitter like he's so bitter. and he tries to be tries to be like you know, non-partial or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you can hear it that he's bitter. The way he criticizes anything that goes wrong, he loves criticizing the Warriors, and it's so annoying. I can't stand it. Not a Mark Jackson fan here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we just, I think we said that in our last episode. I know know Casey at some point, and then mine was that he still thinks that he's the one that's floating the um, Steve Kerr not being a good coach because he thinks he still has a chance to be the coach of the Warriors of this team. Yeah, of course he does. Why wouldn't you? He's a, he's like a bitter ex girlfriend, right? Like he's he's he can't he can't stand that he was there on the brink of history, but it wasn't him who did it, you know. But I like also that you guys are commenting before about how he still really wants an NBA job, so he's hesitant to criticize anybody else. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. He criticizes the Warriors because he knows that they're not gonna hire him again. Yeah. But anybody else, he'll he'll hold some punches. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes sense, right? I mean, if you think about it, like it's a good business strategy, but in terms of being a commentator, it's like, come on, man. Like throwing the digs at the Warriors, but then telling everybody else how great they are. He's a bad man. Shut up, Mark. (laughs) There goes that, man. Yeah, stop it. All right. Well, I know about the game, man. How are you going to celebrate your victory tonight? Listen, I've been drinking for about six hours. Uh, Good start. I'm, I'm, you know, that's going to continue happening. I'm in beautiful Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, um, hotbed of Warrior fans. So I'm going to mm-hmm. grab, you know, the rest of the case of hams, and uh, we're going to call it a good night. <laughs> For the record, 
Joe is from the Bay Area. He actually left the <laughs> Bay Area to go to the middle of Nebraska for this weekend. Dude, wait, so do not a lot, not a lot of people do that. Not a lot of people leave the Bay Area to go to Fort Gallagher in Nebraska to watch the fun. I don't know. Just me? I don't know. I'm not from there. I don't know. I heard there was a big watch party there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, least, at least three other guys were watching the game with you. Definitely single-digit amounts of people watching. <laughs> for sure. Are you going to be back in time for the parade? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm excited for another parade. Um, Oakland is always a wild card for how that's going to go and how people are going to react. So I'm excited. You never know what's going to happen. Steve Kerr, eighth NBA championship. Are you guys watching that? Is that why you paused? Because you yeah. guys were also watching that Steve Kerr just won his eighth NBA championship. That's very crazy. Do you so yeah. is he gonna is he gonna get two more and just be like Steve? He's gonna be like Jackson, Phil Jackson, what's up? I mean, I'm I guess my thing is is like Phil Jackson, you would ask Phil Jackson about winning NBA titles, and he would be like oh, well, the stars were aligned and the sky was right, and he would tell you all sorts of weird Zen stuff. Steve Kerr is just like a normal dude. He's like, hey, look at this. Turns out I just happened to be in this place to win another NBA title. And like again, how do you not like Steve Kerr? So I don't know if he's got that. I don't know. I don't know what to say other than that. I just love Steve Kerr. I'm a huge fan, and, and everything points to, every story I've heard is that he is as likely to be winning an NBA title as he is to be treating you like a real person if you bump into him in a coffee shop, and I love that about him. Yeah, honestly, I don't understand why you guys aren't friends. Well, I'm ready. Listen, I have ex- my my door is open. Whenever Steve Kerr is ready, I'm prepared to be best buddies. You betcha. So, so listen, do we got MVP yet? We're watching this live, right? Kevin Durant just got named MVP. Oh, did Kevin, he? they gave oh, it to man. Kevin Durant. Wow. wow. Two in a row. I thought there was some uh, competition there in the third quarter yeah. into the fourth quarter uh, of shots between Curry and Durant. That was the most competitive part of the game tonight was who's going to make the run for MVP. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I, if, if, if Steph didn't have such a bad game last game, he would have got it. You're right. He had a good game today, though. Tonight, though. Yeah, I mean, well, he had three okay, so really good games. Guys, listen, you guys are the pros. So, do you think that Steph not winning an NBA Finals MVP hurts his legacy at all? No, I'm tired of legacy talk. Legacy talk. I'm tired of legacy More talk. More legacy no. talk. It's already like everyone's already said he's the best shooter. Like they've already put him above Reggie Miller as the best pure shooter in the game. And Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah, and Ray Allen. Okay, we'll put that out there, but. Yeah, his is his is done. I think Steph is has been in the best position because he got you know he he was always underestimated you know as we know because we yeah. thought that we thought was the Badgers were going to beat him and yeah. he came out and, and shit pumped us and then he just carried that on and he's just been beloved because people think they can beat him because you know he's average he's height shorter than everyone in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and he looks like he's twelve. Yeah. Even with the beard? Nah, neck beard. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, his legacy, his legacy is totally fine because no one thought he would do anything. Right. No, I totally agree with you, and I, I posed that question purposefully. But uh, I totally agree. I think, how do you, for a guy that's got the smoothest stroke in the entire you know history of the league, like, you can't, 
if this is the one thing he doesn't win, like, ah, nuts, he's got three rings, two MVPs. I mean, he's one of the best of all time, right? Yeah. He's got at yeah, least you'll, one regular season MVP. Does he have two? Yes, two. Yeah, back to Yeah, back. so. Come on, yeah. guys. Keep up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's fine. Kevin's fine. Is this a patching, is this a passing the torch moment? If you want to do hot takes from now on? It's Kevin Kevin Durant now passing LeBron. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, no, I no, only because LeBron is a man I mean, LeBron is an alien. Right? I was saving like, that for a Cavs fan, but you go ahead. No, I mean I'll agree with you're gonna talk to Scooter at some point and Scooter will get down on his knees for LeBron. But all I'm saying is that if they meet if they remade NBA Jam LeBron has to play for the Monstars, and everybody knows it. There's no way he plays for the for the humans. No, no way. It's totally fair. There's my hot take. LeBron plays for the Monstars. LeBron's <laughs> the Monstar. I can't believe you Kurt. I thought Kurt, I thought Curry was going to win MVP. I'm su- I'm surprised. I need to look back at the uh, at the stats. Yeah, I, I know. So too. I know KD was crazy efficient. I didn't see what his line was today. I guess I can look at it now. I mean, but he also just, hit that shot. Last yeah, game three, and he did the like. Am I in the middle of math class or winning an NBA final game? Because <laughs> I have the same expression on my face. It was that was oh, great. Oh come on, one cold blooded three. That's it was awesome. Idea. I mean, it was a sweet shot, but but look at the way they're dancing. You think these guys give a hoot about winning NBA finals MVP? No way. They care about the ring. So from Cleveland, it's a what four hour, five hour flight, four hour in private. To what? The, the, to the back to the bay. Yeah. Something um. Like yeah. Do they stay in Cleveland, or they just hop in the plane as fast as they can and get back? And with nope. the time change, they'll be back to do whatever. Nope. Get on your plane. Absolutely. Get on your plane. Hundred <laughs> percent. Dude, that stuff is. They determine wheels up before the game starts. That's a fact. As a fact, they, yeah, you bet. Okay. They know that that whoever's in charge of their travel, from whenever the game starts, is they have a set time for wheels up for when they're going home, regardless of the outcome. So these guys are getting on this plane in a way better mood than they would have otherwise, and they're coming home. So they'll be home tonight, a hundred percent. That's a fact. Uh, wait, just just a little background. What people don't know the reason Joe knows this is because this used to be his job. That's true. Uh, yeah. Logistics and travel for sports teams. Am I right? True. That is what yeah. I did. Yeah. And I had contacts within the college ranks and the pro ranks. And um, and that was the deal was you had a, before the game started, you had a wheels up time for when you were getting out of town. So those guys will be uh, back in the bay. Yeah. I think the, but I think the Cavs stayed in Vegas last night. Not that that's a surprise. Why would you go back? But it's because it's Vegas. Yeah. Let's have a quick conversation there. So the Cavs win the title in Vegas. The Dubs just won the title in Cleveland. Okay, point close. <laughs> Game Pre- over. Pretty similar. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Um, I'll let you out on this. You're going to go back. I, this is your third championship, so you go back. Do you get the swag? Do you get the T-shirt? Do you get a hat? How do you act when you get back? Is there a period that you're allowed to celebrate, or do you just let it go? I, uh, you know, my thing as as a fan is uh, if I, as a Bay Area person, make the make the effort to attend 
one of the games that they give those free t-shirts or whatever. If mm-hmm. you get one of those t-shirts, that's what I represent. Like, that's what I'll wear, but I won't go and buy the extra swag. That's not my style. So, um, you know, unless, if it's a gift, that's great. But otherwise, uh, I, I respect everything they're doing. But in terms of being a fan, man, if, if I'm getting something, it's because I went to the game during the playoffs or, or whatever. So, but I'm excited, man. It's, it's fun to be a Warriors fan right now. And as we all know, uh, great teams in sports, is uh, those are quick windows in time. So you got to enjoy it while you got it. And uh, certainly enjoying the Warriors right now. All right, man. We'll enjoy your victory. Have some more hams. Oh, uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> All right, be safe out there. Hey. All right, buddies. Hey, good. All right, we got Scott here, fellow fan of the podcast, also a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers. We had the finals game with the Warriors coming victorious with the sweep of the Cavaliers. Scott, how are you feeling? I've uh, I've had a couple drinks to try to quell the pain, and um, I, like LeBron's hand, I just feel broken inside. <laughs> yeah, what was that take? All of a sudden, his hand was broken for four, three games. Yeah, so apparently he he punched a whiteboard after the first game ended. In, in you know anger and disgust or whatever emotion he was feeling after that that collapse of the first game of his masterpiece and apparently i, I don't know if it's a technically a broken hand uh, yeah. but it's you know contused or whatever whatever, whatever the, the medical terminology is totally messed up his hand uh i guess which explains his his lack of three-point shooting following the first game i mean you can't blame him for punching a wall i guess but i don't why would he, I don't know. Why did he even say anything? Did he report it out? He said something, right? So or he's been hiding come? it. He's been yeah. hiding it this whole time. He, uh, oh, yeah, he tried okay. to pull a, he tried to pull a Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except I think his hand was maybe worse than Tom Brady's was. Because <laughs> Tom Brady didn't have any, you know, he threw for like 650 yards or something in the Super Bowl, regardless of his, you know, breaking his hand on the back of Rex Burkhead's helmet. Right. All right, so... Uh, so the game ends, uh, the series ends for you. Uh, what, <laughs> what was it? What was your feelings immediately after the game, and what are your feelings going forward as far as uh, LeBron and his chances of coming back to Cleveland? So I think it was very, it, it was a very Cleveland way to, for it all to end, kind of. So it gave you, you know, watching Game One, four minutes left in Game One, you're you're kind of like, we, we might steal this first game from the Warriors. We're going to steal this first game from the Warriors. And then there were kind of a couple of questionable calls, but, you know, it's, it's home for Golden State, so you expect that. Or home for anybody, you know, you expect that. Um, then you have the, blo- the, the charge slash block uh, reverse. Then you have Rodney Hood miss that shot, uh, miss, miss his free throw, miss his second free throw that would have put them up one. And then J.R. Smith gets the rebound and then you know obviously that, that's been talked about ad nauseum that you know, didn't didn't know that they weren't up one so they just punted on the game and that was just they gave you that glimmer of hope and then just totally demoralizing um so i think for me it's kind of like what could have been so had they won that first game lebron would have been healthy 
a couple things go differently in game three, you have a healthy LeBron. Now you could be up two to one at that point. Yep. Right. Um, yep. I agree. I but, think that, yeah, they could have been. But instead, now they're swept. Yeah. So it was a very it was a very Cleveland way for kind of all to end. Um, obviously, LeBron has to just feel awful about the kind of the talent that's been around him. Roddy Hood's getting like. Twenty million. No, George Hill's getting. Sorry, George Hill missed the. I said Roddy. Yeah, George, George Hill, Hill missed the free throw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's getting like twenty million dollars for this year and just not performing. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic he's named Jordan. Uh, it really is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very Cleveland way for this all to end. So when you get to game like after game three, with. Cleveland clearly had a chance to win that, and KD comes out and hits that three. Are you just like, is that where the, the air comes out of it as a fan? Or were you still kind of hoping for this, the, uh, the miracle comeback, kind of like they did the, the first time around? You never know with LeBron. Like what, what, they, what he did when down 3-1 was just absolutely amazing. Um, but really after game, going into overtime of game one, I kinda, that's when I kind of thought it was all over. <laughs> quite frankly i was like he can't you can't put together that may have been game his game one may have been one of the best performances in the finals ever right like it, it at least is up there it's at least in the conversation of one of the best performances ever you can't do that for seven games right you're, you're gonna miss shots uh it, it, that was the most deflating moment but yeah once game three um I think it was the end of the was it game three i think steph curry just hit a hit like a long three uh over lebron uh at the end of the first half and that's when it was like yeah this isn't gonna go well yeah i think after the first game i was just hoping for i was hoping for a good series i thought maybe you know they it'd be another game like that but at the same time you're right he needed help and <laughs> there was none on its way I mean, just pull up the Cavs roster, like on you know, on a computer, or whatever, and just look at it. And be like, what are we doing here? You know, they're facing one of the greatest teams ever assembled, with four All Stars, um, certainly three of the top ten players in the league are on that team, and you know, he's depending on. I mean, Kevin Love's been been good uh, on one side of the ball, at least on offense, he's been he's been good at times. Kyle Korver's limited in minutes and is too old. Uh, J.R. Smith is a total wild card. Tristan Thompson's too concerned with the Kardashians to be <laughs> all that good, apparently. And then after that, it's like it's just a steep drop-off. And that's not even the creme de la creme here, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's brutal. They do have a top 10 pick next year, though. Oh, they do, do have that. Yeah, so if, I guess if we look forward, where do they go from here? I don't know too much of the contract situations. I know LeBron, you know, could leave. But let's assume LeBron comes back. Uh, you know, we're going best case, I guess, here for the Cavs. What's the best case? Do they have cap space this year? They have a top 10 pick. What else does could the future look like for them? Well, the future's not... It, so it all just depends, obviously, whether LeBron comes back or not. If LeBron doesn't come back... It's all over, right? You've, you've no. got a, a misconstructed roster. There's, there's no one you can plug in and be like, all right, we'll just keep moving on. I mean, it's a total uh, 
blow it up and uh you know and tank essentially oh you don't even have to tank <laughs> it's not just intentional play, just tank. play jordan clarkson more <laughs> yeah just yeah just put jordan clarkson in the game <laughs> he shoots like he's jordan he just doesn't make him like he's jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just it's all whether lebron comes back if lebron comes back i mean look this is a team that was put together pretty late in this i mean very late in the season you've got a lot of young guys out there um the team would improve by just being together for another year and and people learning um, from the veterans. Obviously, you'd have a lot of you'd have some you know some shuffling there, but they have. Assuming that, I'm guessing that George Hill is on a one year deal. Um, so you've got you've got a bunch of guys that you could essentially just not resign. Um, I assume there's a bunch of guys on one year deal. I have no idea, but. Um, Assuming you could just cut a bunch of guys or not re-sign a bunch of guys, you do have cap space, so it'd just be a matter of luring some people to the to the Cavs. Yeah, what do you think about LeBron going to Philly? Um, cause you actually, you know, you live in Philly, so if LeBron, yeah. that's the big. I mean, that seems like the big rumor out there. I still don't believe it, but if it does come down, do you, you know, I, do you? I mean, you, I know you, you kind of off and on, like you, you're not a true Philly fan, I would say, but you know. You follow them, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. They're my, they're my number two team for sure. Um, right. So if LeBron comes to, to the 76ers. I'd be excited. I mean, look, LeBron, LeBron got the Cavs a championship. He owes the city absolutely nothing. He's done so much for an organization. Uh, I love the Cavs, but it's a terrible organization, terrible ownership. He, he owes the city of Cleveland absolutely nothing. He, he brought a, a championship home. Um, First time since the Browns did it in you know 1964 or whatever that was, he owes absolutely nothing to Cleveland. If he goes to Philly, I would be so ecstatic. I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense, um, you know, from a basketball standpoint. You know, the best guy on the team, you know, assuming well, one of the, one of the two best guys on the team, Ben Simmons, he's not he's not a spot up shooter. You know, he's a guy that is needs to be driving. Um, he needs to have the ball in his hands to to really produce um it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense you need a team that's got that that's got three starters that can shoot the three so when they collapse on lebron he can kick it out to them um but simmons is young so theoretically you could you could maneuver it and i'm sure if if you had a if brett brown's up to the task having both LeBron and Simmons on your team and having them pass the ball and, and cut and slash. I, I mean, that could be a total nightmare if you get the right offensive scheme going. Anywhere LeBron goes, he's got the highest basketball IQ. He can figure it out. Uh, I don't know if he makes the leap to the 76ers or not, but it, it would certainly be interesting. Yeah. If he does, does Philly eat poop? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, look, Boston's gonna be Boston's gonna be crazy next year with um, yeah. oh, I'm totally blanking on there. Other than Kyrie, uh, who's the who's the big star that they got that got injured right away? Uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Hayward. With Hayward and and Kyrie coming back, and you've already got this team that just seems so good. You know they're gonna be tough to to beat next year, but. Yeah, I think that I think the Sixers with LeBron could definitely do it, considering what LeBron had already. Uh, he, he was already able to to make it to the championship once again with this squad around him. 
yeah, I think he he could definitely bring Philly to the promised land. Um, it, we'll see. I mean, the Warriors are such a great dynasty, though. It's it's tough because you don't. They're all very smart at basketball. They've been playing together forever, and they're the most talented and best coached. I mean, they just have everything going for them. It's tough to see a weakness in the the Warriors. So, but yeah, I could see them getting out of the Eastern Conference for sure. I was going to go back to next season uh, for the Cavs. Rodney Hood's contract is up. Jose Calderon's, Jeff Green are all going to be unrestricted free agents. I think J.R. Smith and was it Corver have unguaranteed, which I assume means uh, team options. So they might be gone. Uh, unfortunately, you're stuck with George Hill, I think, Tristan Thompson. God, he gets paid a lot of money. <laughs> 17 million. Larry yeah. Nance is going to be back. Clarkson's going to be back. Oh, I mean, Nance could develop. Nance is a project. Obviously, his dad was, you know, had a historic uh, career with, with the Cavaliers. So, I, I don't know. I like Nance. He's a, he's a project, though. You know, he wasn't ready for the big time. Um, and you saw it on defense. He was very, uh, he was very jumpy on defense. Um, not common collected at all. But he's a he's a project that could that could pan out. I like Nance. But yeah, they have. I mean, they have because no one's going to sign. No one wants to sign on for for three years and torpedo their career if LeBron leaves next year. Right. Right. So if Le- he left holding that bag. Yeah. If LeBron, so paint the picture. If LeBron comes back, say he comes back to Cleveland, which I, I couldn't see, but let's just say let's just say he does. The How dare ca- you? Yeah, the Cavs are in the NBA Finals again. Probably against uh, Golden State again. Uh, do you see that? Do you see them pulling through that time? Because it's all up to G. It's all again. It's all up to GM LeBron. Who else he's going to pull in on this team? Right, and it's impossible to tell because I mean, look, last year at this time, none of these guys were on the roster yeah. except for for LeBron, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. Everybody else, you know, is new. It's it's totally crazy. Kyrie Irving was on the roster last year, right? At yep. this time. So, you know, and then we traded, my wife just gave a thumbs down for Kyrie Irving because he's a dookie. <laughs> you know, we, we traded him for a bunch of Celtics garbage that we then pawned off for a bunch of other garbage. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, who knows what the, the roster construction is going to be like. But, yeah, you totally, totally forget that you had, uh, what's his face from Boston? For you made Jay, Jay, for Jay Crowder, uh, Jay Crowder, and Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, yeah. he's had Isaiah Thomas earlier in the season. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was just. I mean, it, it it led to some good memes of of him being, you know, the little boy that they let yeah. play basketball or, you know, all that stuff. But it it was not. Uh, it was it was a failed experiment. For sure. The Cavs were right to be very skeptical of his health. Yeah, it's crazy looking back thinking they didn't get more for Kyrie at the time. Um, Especially given the situation they were in where they are essentially in win-now mode and they got a guy coming off of an injury and a role player who just didn't fit into the system there. Uh, Now maybe... He went on to Denver, I think, and played pretty well. Jay Crowder did. <clears throat> so maybe he could have fit in with Cleveland. But, man, just to get nothing for, essentially nothing for Kyrie, 
it was just it was just brutal in a win now type scenario. Yeah, you have Kyrie, who's essentially you know he's he's a vet with you know he's probably certainly top fifteen in the league. If if not, if you if you're just looking at the offensive side of the ball, yeah. um, he's got to be top ten, right? I mean, just in terms of guys that you that can that can produce on their own that that, that don't need somebody else to help them. Mm-hmm. That's Kyrie, but. Then again, look, if he were on the Cavs and got injured, they would have had even less from him. Right? If, if, yeah. if he was also gone for the playoffs with the Cavs, then... Yeah, if he wasn't playing, obviously. They were actually better off with the, you know, the hot garbage that we got for him. Yeah, you just saw in the series, though, that you needed somebody else who could make their own shot. You needed somebody else who could take some minutes and run the offense through for LeBron. Because nobody else could do that, and that's where Kyrie would have obviously, if he would have been healthy. But that's where he would have stepped in and, you know, scored his thirty points and gave up twenty five on the defense. But it still, you know, would have won out, but also taken that pressure off of LeBron. The weight. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. And just having another ball handler would have been yeah. so valuable because they totally lack that. Just having something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Wait, uh, Casey, where was um on that list? Where was Kevin Love? What is his situation? Uh, he is got two more years, so through twenty nineteen, and then um uh, twenty twenty is in green. What is that? Oh, that's player option. He's a player gotcha. option for twenty nineteen. Yeah, what do you think about Kevin Love? I feel like he's the streakiest player. Uh, the, the Cavs, like you can't rely on him, but when he's on, he's he's pretty on. And there's I think no, Kevin like, Love gets a lot of. Yeah, you're right. I think I think he gets a lot of flack though too unnecessarily. I think he's the least appreciated. Um, I think he's the least appreciated of the guys that should be appreciated, right? Yeah. Y- you know, he can spread the floor. He's very talented. He can work inside sometimes. He's been suspect on defense. In the Boston series, he had some moments though where he played some pretty good defense though. So. I don't know. I, I like Kevin Love. Uh, he's the second most talented player on this team, so I love Kevin Love. Uh, love for love. I, I got love for love. <laughs> I mean, wh- what are you, you know, what else do we have? <laughs> I mean, I have to love Kevin Love. I think I'm on the record as uh, being a proponent of Kevin Love. I think he's kind of gotten the raw end of the deal. Uh, and more specifically, I like how he's been very outspoken about kind of the challenges that he's had, you know mentally and emotionally going through this and being on you know lebron james team and getting all the shit that he gets uh because lebron james not not from lebron james specifically but from being a teammate of lebron james and how everybody says oh if lebron james just had more help if kevin love could do x y and z and i think kevin love's done a great job of changing his game from what he was to what he needs to be to be effective on this team and when uh, Cleveland was competing in this series. It was because Kevin Love was getting low, getting boards, you know, and making shots. And when that didn't happen, they got blown out. So I think yeah, that's he, what I should have said. Yeah, Casey has fallen in love with Kevin Love in the last I, two weeks. I, just, it was like all of a yeah. sudden. No, because <laughs> he just because you guys hate LeBron so much, you got to find some. I got to find some somebody on the other Cavs, team. Cavs team, yeah. You know, I Kevin Love has the greatest two hand overhead. Uh, distribution pass after rebound going back to ucla i love kevin love oh yeah no youtube his highlights of of like 
you know, uh, basket to basket, just missile throws to LeBron James. I mean, yeah, he's got quite the high- highlight reel with that stuff. It's it's awesome to see. Well, it's kind of funny because Kevin Love, that's what people used to say, but Kevin Love was in Minnesota. Like, oh, poor Kevin Love. Like, he's up here yep. by himself. Just a waste. And then when he yeah. goes to Cleveland, LeBron goes like, oh, well, can someone help LeBron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he, he won a championship with the Cavs, yeah, he did. too. So he did. He does have a it's, championship. It's, it's not totally woe is me for Kevin Love. Um, certainly would have won, wouldn't have won that championship with Minnesota. So, shut up. Probably Paul. not. <laughs> all right scott so it's it, it your season's over you got look at next season do you spend the whole summer sulking do you get over it and just wait for football what's what's the plan here no i'll tell you what um after lebron won the championship uh two years ago life's been pretty good you know it's, mm-hmm. it's okay i'm just really happy that as a Cavs fan he came back as a Cavs fan, I've been able to watch him night in and night out um, do some some of the most amazing things that anyone has ever seen anyone do in a basketball court. Oh boy! There, there's no, I know, I know, <laughs> but there's no sulking as a Cavs fan. Like every Cavs fan should just be incredibly thankful that we get to witness this. I mean, it is awesome. Uh, if he comes back, all the better. If he doesn't, thank you, LeBron. There will be. There should be no jersey burnings this time. I will not be burning my jersey. I will uh, cheer for LeBron uh, no matter where he goes, unless he goes to Boston, and then I, then I won't cheer for him. But anywhere else, I will be cheering for LeBron James no matter where he goes if he leaves the Cavs. All right. But I All am right. excited for football season because we have the Browns on hard knocks. Yep. Browns are going to surprise the people this year. <laughs> oh, we're going to get the Browns hype. Browns hype train. Start the, start the Browns hype train right now. Okay. All right. We're going to have to have you back to talk, to talk all Browns sometime this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. They're on Hard Knocks, so it's, there's going to be a lot of content. Oh, maybe we, should do, maybe we should do a weekly Hard Knocks update with uh, Scott. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't sound too exciting. Congratulations to Joey for winning his third NBA championship in four years. Our condolences, thoughts, and prayers go out to Scott as he looks forward to another Brown season. <laughs> uh, okay, on to more championships this year. Actually, this is kind of a this is a I think this is more than a championship. Is uh, justified? Yeah. Ended up winning the Belmont States, completing the triple crown, and. It was a pretty dominant win, too, as far as the Belmont Stakes. He, won, he was leading from end to end. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I'm some pony buff, but it, was, it looked pretty impressive to me. Yeah, he definitely looked like the best horse, and I guess he was winning all three of the, the main races. Does it take anything away from his achievement for you that it happened just a year ago? I know, right? Because it's, yeah, it's kind of funny, because American Farrell completed it and before american pharaoh it had been i think like 76 yeah 76 long time um so i i don't i think if it happens again next year that horse it takes it a little way and that just made me for going through so many uh close to triple count horses who've won the first two and haven't Mm -hmm. didn't win the belmont 
um, and, and seeing all that hype. So to see, you know, these or to see Justify end up doing it in pretty pretty dominant fashion at that, uh, it still it still seems uh, special to me. Okay. Yeah, it's I, the funniest reaction I saw. I think it was Ryan Rosillo who tweeted out that uh, American Fer- back when American Pharaoh did it, the East was much more challenging. <laughs> <laughs> it's all steel. Uh, at least I give him credit for his joke. But yeah. Uh, so now another question I have for you: the same owner had American Pharaoh and Justified, right? It's the same owner or mm-hmm. trainer or whoever. Yeah, he's so, rich. Yeah. So now, does he have the biggest balls in the uh, rich guy circle? You know, you sit down at a table and everybody goes, oh, this guy is, Yeah, he's got it because he has back-to-back Triple Crown winners. You know, I just won a yacht competition and I just own the Golden State Warriors. I mean, he's got to have it, right? Yeah, absolutely. How many other owners have two Triple Crown winners? <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> and then on top of it, the best part about these things when this stuff happens is he gets to stud out those horses and now he has two of them. And I yeah. know it's I it's it's a hundreds of thousand dollars per pop, yeah. See, and I, I think they get to do it, it two or three times a day at the most. But you can do the math. That's yeah. just nuts. Somebody uh, I didn't see who did the valuation, but they said Justified's uh, the horse is valued at seventy five million dollars. Good God! <laughs> <laughs> so oh. congratulations to. You know, maybe a real journalist would have looked up what his name is. So the yeah. owner of yeah, congratulations, owner. I'm, I'm glad something because... finally broke your way. Yeah, finally, good for you. Finally man. caught a break. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things finally breaking for somebody, Nadal, uh, transition into. I guess can we transition to the tennis? Yeah, we go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nadal wins the French again, uh, dominating once again on clay. He's 38 and two in his last 40 matches. At the French Open, just a, a, a dominating performance, and he continues to win. Yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even get that. I don't get how Nadal. Well, I don't get how he always wins the French. Um, and it's just like, oh, he's the king of the clay. Yeah, he's the king of the clay. Like, well, why can't he win in other services? I don't. <laughs> I, I still don't understand. Like, why is clay the the difference maker for Nadal? Like, why is that the? Uh, yeah, I know he's won other terms in there, but he just continues yeah. to dominate the French Open um, for 38 wins now, which just doesn't, doesn't seem like that should be able to happen. Yeah, he has uh, 11 French Open titles out of 17 Grand Slam titles. So he's won 11 times at the French Open, six times elsewhere. Uh, it is strange in tennis, and I'm sure those who play tennis or tennis fans out there can uh let us know or you know scream back at us in this podcast uh the differences between uh the court surfaces because he dominates i, I just remember back when uh him and federer would play and nadal would always win on clay federer would always win on on grass and, and the hard court and it just seems like that shouldn't matter as much like i don't know if you're playing basketball and you're playing on different services like still I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. So if uh, right. any of our fellow fans can explain to us what the difference is and why Nadal is better on clay, uh, we'd appreciate it because it does not make sense to me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but congratulations to Nadal winning another French Open. Yeah. All right, Casey, this week we have a big world championship tournament coming up. So, um, yeah, we got 
It's okay. Got the I mean, World it's Cup good. starting on uh, Thursday, I believe, is the first game. Um, so this week, we're, uh, Marlo and I are going to put together a special podcast, uh, World Cup preview, in which we're going to walk through a couple of the teams and uh, give you some reasons to root for them, give you some players to watch out for, uh, so you can you know pick some pick some favorites and pick some teams to follow. Since uh, as we've detailed in the past, the U.S. will not be participating. So uh, look for that to come later in the week. Also, uh, speaking of picking, uh, we are going to have a online, uh, I guess, bracket picking contest uh, for the World Cup. It's at uh, bracketchallenge.fifa.com. I guess if you just Google uh, World Cup bracket challenge, uh, you'll get there. Uh, you can fill out your bracket and join our league. We have a league code that you can enter. Uh, it is. Well, I guess I can say it. Sure. <laughs> not, well, because people are, are they going to write it down? Uh, it's EE9C9E35. Uh, and we'll tweet that out, put it on the website. Uh, so yeah, if you It will be in the show notes. We'll go ahead and put that yeah. in the show notes. Perfect. If you guys want to compete uh, against us, test your soccer knowledge against ours. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to to get some some listeners on there with us. So that's the league. Um, there may be prizes. That. There may be prizes. Conditions conditions apply. Yes. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get into brackets. I'm excited to put my bracket yeah. in. See how we do against the guru Casey himself. <laughs> yeah, I already filled out my bracket, and uh, I had to fill it out before setting up the league. So I picked with the heart and uh, not with the mind. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that's the the World Cup. Look for that podcast coming out. Um, later this week. All right. Um, as we wrap it up here for this episode, uh, special shout out right now to our team, Tennessee Tech Baseball. I think I said it right this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee Tech Baseball is in the Super Regional right now against Texas. Yeah. Uh, they won the first game in a best of three in the Super Regional. Game two is going on right now. Casey, do we have a live update, breaking news? Yeah, it is currently uh, three to one in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Texas is up on uh, Tennessee Tech. All right. Hopefully, Tennessee Tech can. Hopefully, Tennessee Tech can come back, win this game, move it on to what's next. I don't even know what's next. The next. Get to the, yeah, move to the, on to the next round. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, our podcast is behind you because uh, we are yeah. officially a Tennessee Tech baseball podcast. That's, that's right. All right, that's going to do it for us for this edition of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at 132 Breeze, myself at MarloJR. Casey, where can they find you? At Prof Badger Fan on the Twitters. On the Twitters. And be sure to share us, like us, review. That'd be great. I appreciate, the, I appreciate everyone that has done that already. It has uh, helped us out tremendously. That's enough for me. Casey, do you have any last words? All right. As always, everyone, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>